Welcome back to another episode of Ear Candy. I'm going to try to make this short and sweet. Um, I know I always say that and then I'm here forever, but honestly, I'm I'm really going to (laughs) try. Um, So today's topic, we're going to talk about transforming versus transitioning. We're going to talk about um, self-love, of course, because this is what the podcast is about. It's about self-love and definitely leveling up. And we're going to talk a little bit about... I don't want to get religious on you guys, but we're going to talk about recognizing when we're on a de- under demonic attack and how to kind of act that like I try I don't want you guys to really follow me but I'm gonna give you guys um some of the things that I've learned since being on my little my journey um and I hope that it helps in some way um so transforming and transitioning So many, many years ago, someone, you know, made the statement that I was in transition and I really liked hearing that because it was at a time that I was really just not certain about what I was doing um, and and when things were going to fall into place for me. I was just very unsure of my path Um, and I was getting into a new career. The career that I was wanting was, I just really wanted stability. That was my goal. My goal was to be stable. And so um, I went from one career endeavor to a new one just for the stability. Um, And hearing those words of, oh, you're just in transition, really just put a little bit of peace and comfort into my heart. And it's amazing how those simple words, almost when we fall in, into deep like with this person, <laughs> but that shows, like, I, that's another topic that shows how easily we can become impressed. And I said this on my Instagram um, a few months ago. I used to pride myself on just not really being desperate and being someone that was really funny and making people laugh and just being myself like I pride myself I really did on just being myself being genuine being someone that was comfortable with being her you know I was confident I was funny I had friends and seeing my friends laugh and enjoy my company really was something that I was proud of and I was also very proud of the fact that I was never really just like a desperate, desperate girl. Um, I talked a little bit before about how when I was younger, I would be like the secret girlfriend or I would be someone that, you know, unless you already knew me, you probably wouldn't have been interested in me because I was just overweight. And back then, that just really wasn't something that, you know, um, young men wanted. You know, it was very rare that you'd meet someone that was into or liked or found an you know plus size girl attractive um or at least that would admit it but even when I would go through those phases I never became like a desperate girl that was begging for attention or any of that but I've noticed that when you get older and you spend a lot of time by yourself not going on dates not getting calls not getting text messages 
um, you become easily impressed by people just simply opening a door for you or sending you a text message and calling you or just saying, hey, how are you? How was your day? You become very craved for that attention. You're like, oh, God, you know, he he called me, he texts me or he wants to take me on a date and you get really excited and you begin to fall so easily because you've been in isolation or you've been rejected or your heart has been broken so many times that you become easily impressed and I remember during this time all the person said to me was like oh yeah it's okay you're just in transition we all go through these phases and I was easily impressed by that I was like oh my god like he he spoke life into me forget that he never (laughs) he never poured into me after that forget that you know, he never um, gave me any attention or wanted anything substantial with me after that. But I became very impressed just by that simple phrase and um, almost became very enamored with this person because of it. So I recognize that women, I'm saving us right now because I know a lot of people say that, you know, women become pick and, you know, women are desperate and they have all of these different terminologies for women who quote unquote settle or who um, give more than they receive. But honestly, I see, I understand now, I really see how we become easily impressed. You know, when you when you don't get that attention, finally getting it means a lot. But unfortunately, um, it still doesn't mean that that person is genuine. It doesn't mean that that person is someone that you should date. It doesn't mean that it really doesn't mean anything, you know, and we want it to, but it just in some cases may not. And so I just kind of wanted to save us right now because um, I understand. I I 100% understand. Now, we probably shouldn't be. (laughs) We should still try to hold on to a little bit of our self-confidence and our self-esteem and recognize that a compliment or a simple gesture like holding open a door or sending a text message isn't enough to give your heart away it isn't enough to give your body away is it enough to give you know just an overflow of your energy there has to be a lot more done or at least a little bit more that is done um, than just a simple text you know text me every day don't ask to take me on a date take me on several dates get to know me ask me what my interests are build memories with me um, enjoy my company um, so yeah I, I think don't like don't affirm me one time I need you know give me words of affirmation constantly and consistently but um yeah so I just wanted to say that now this person they did make the the comment like you're in transition and it really stuck with me for years I kept thinking like I'm just in transition I'm just in transition but the beauty about the transformation because transitioning is very beautiful but the beauty about the transformation is eventually you become I'm sorry the beauty of the transition my apology is eventually you transform I'm so sorry so the beauty of transitioning is eventually you transform so I constantly think about the butterfly the butterfly transforms the transition stage is the cocoon the eating of the the leaves for storing up for the cocoon in the chrysalis stage and then after that 
becomes the trans is the transformation. It's the beautiful butterfly. And the transition is beautiful because we understand that while the cocoon is, you know, the caterpillar is inside of the cocoon and he's in that chrysalis stage, we know that inside of that cocoon this caterpillar is growing its wings. It's becoming this beautiful, bright, exuberant thing, right? But the transformation is when we actually get to see that, right? We get to see that butterfly sprout from that cocoon and really just fill the the world with its beauty and its fluttering wings. We actually get to see it, right? So I kind of wanted to talk about just the difference and how the transformation and transition stages, they never end. They're like consistent, okay? So at each level, you're going to be, before entering that new level, you're going to have to go through a transition. So that means you're going to level up to one level. Let's say that, just hypothetically, let's say that your goal was to gain more self-love, right? You want to gain confidence. So I believe that all of these things begin internally first. Before you actually see the beauty outwardly, everything happens inwardly. So let's say that you're starting from ground zero, meaning you're broken down, you're, you're, um, you're depressed, you're anxious, you've lost your character. All of those things that I told you guys that I prided myself on before, let's say that I, I, didn't, I never had those things. And I said, okay. I want to start transitioning into a new woman. So first, everything is going to happen inwardly. I'm going to pray more. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to, you know, focus on God. I'm going to focus on myself, tell myself I'm beautiful, tell myself I'm smart, tell myself I'm that girl. I'm all of these beautiful, amazing things. Tell myself that I deserve love. Tell myself I deserve peace. Tell myself that I deserve financial freedom, right? I'm going to put all of these things into writing. I'm going to pray on them. I'm going to meditate on them. I'm going to, you know, exercise if that's what I want to do. I'm going to drink water if that's what I want to do. I'm doing all of these things, right? So inwardly, my spirit is glowing. Inwardly, I'm I'm being kinder to people. You know, I'm, I'm giving more, more of myself. I'm more patient. I'm more understanding. And then eventually, I get to give that to the world and the world gets to see it, right? They're like, oh, I can tell that she's changed, right? Because on the inside of me, I'm already speaking life. I'm speaking life into myself. When I see other people interacting or having encounters that aren't as pleasant, I'm mediating those situations, even if it's just within me and not outwardly. I'm thinking, oh, well, you know, that they didn't have to do that. Like that wasn't safe or maybe that was dangerous or that wasn't kind. I'm already thinking in a way that is more pleasant rather than chaotic then eventually I give that same knowledge that same energy to my friends and my family you know I'm speaking to them with love and I'm speaking to them with with kindness now physical changes those are that's something completely different we can all put on a little makeup and all of that beautiful stuff which I love Um, but if our inside has not been like reconstructed it's not really gonna matter right now once you have become you know kinder softer sweeter more understanding more patient and let's say your goal was to be more physically attractive now you're physically attractive 
what is going to be the next transition? So you're not going to lose all of those things that you've gained. You're not going to lose your self-confidence, your love, your peace, your beauty. Those are things that you've built. So now you are that person. Everything about you exudes that. Even when you're angry and you're upset, you're speaking, of course, your truth, but you are very cognizant and cautious of the words that you speak, not to tear anyone down, not to, you know, um, curse them with your words. You're very strategic and smart with the way that you interact. Even when angry, you, you interact with love. When you are trying to go to the next level, let's say your next level is um, financial freedom. You're not going to lose, hopefully, you're not going to lose everything that you've built. Your intelligence, your confidence, your self-worth, your love of self, your beauty, your inward and outer beauty. You're going to still need those things to help you build to the next level. So if you're like, oh, I want to be financially free now, you're maybe you can use all of those tools that you've now acquired to meet a mentor, someone that can help financially advise you or someone that can help you learn a new a new trade or new knowledge to get you to the next level or maybe you yourself can use that beauty that charisma that self-love that confidence to go in yourself to you know apply for a loan or you know sit down with someone at the bank to help them or have them help you to reach your goal everything that you've acquired all of these great and wonderful things you want to use them um, let's say that that energy that you've now built, that beauty that you've built, that charisma that you've built, you can take that into the job that you currently have and use that to help you propel to the next level. You may be promoted, you may be given a raise, you may be given, you know, more responsibility, you may be given a title of esteem. Everything that you've built from ground zero, you're going to use to get you to the next level. Now, let's say that you've gotten the financial freedom and your next goal is to, um, I don't know, maybe start a business or to help other people get to the same level as you. You're not going to lose all of that knowledge that you acquired that helped you reach your goal of financial freedom. You're going to take that information because now you're in a new transition, right? You're going to take that information and you're going to use that information to help you brand yourself to be someone that can give others that knowledge you're going to give them the knowledge that you've acquired and so every time you transition and you transform everything that you've acquired you're going to use again you're never going to lose what you you have you're going to continue to use those new acquired skills to get you to the next level okay um so the beauty of the transition is eventually you transform eventually you become that person um now we said that we were going to talk about demonic attacks and so we are going to do that we're going to talk about demonic attacks I want you to be aware that when you start to acquire all of these great and wonderful things, there are going to be people who are intentionally um, trying to put you in a position of um, uneasiness. There are people who are going to 
either, even if it isn't intentional, their personality sometimes or their moods, their energy can literally counteract with yours and cause you to regress. So I want you to understand that everything is done with a purpose and we don't fight against the people, we fight against the principality. So it's it's kind of like with Adam and Eve, right? So when Eve ate the fruit, um, Eve wasn't the blame. The blame was the serpent, one, because the serpent came in to, to fool her or trick her into believing that she needed this extra knowledge that she didn't have. The blame was, of course, on Adam as well, because Adam was not doing the duty that God gave, but the serpent... The serpent came not to destroy Eve, not to attack Eve, but the serpent knew that Eve's actions would have a reaction that would upset God. And then, of course, later create um, all of the different, what's the word, punishments, I guess, that we had to endure because of it. So it's not the person we weren't mad at Eve. We can't be mad at Eve. Eve was, she was human, you know? She she was tricked and deceived by the serpent. And because of the serpent's actions and Eve's actions, Eve's actions influenced Adam's actions. And then we all have been a product of those actions. So sometimes the demonic attack is not deliberate on you, but other people's agendas have an ability to affect yours. And so we just have to be very very conscious of that and very cautious as well because, um, yeah, it happens. I was just saying the other day, it's amazing to me. I remember I was, um, a few months ago, like Satan spoke to me and was saying something about like, um, and, and this is how I, I wanted to kind of, um, preface this by saying, anytime you hear me say Satan, typically it means that I was spoken to without clarity and God is a God of clarity. So when a person comes into your life, and they've caused and wreaked havoc intentionally, it's very hard to begin to trust them. When I make a mistake, I I apologize and I really try to change my behavior. So if I say I'm sorry for something, I'm sorry I didn't mean to do it, I didn't mean it. The way that I am going to show that to you is by changed behavior. I'm going to, if I say I'm, I'm sorry for telling a lie, then you can also be reassured that I'm probably going to try my hardest never to lie to you again. If I say that, you know, um, I'm sorry that I, you know, um, was not the nicest, then you can rest assured that I'm probably going to try to be as nice as I possibly can from here on out with you. Because change behavior is the best way to show someone that you're sorry for whatever that indiscretion was. So I remember Satan said to me um, a few while, like a while ago, he mentioned my family and I remember not really thinking about it. I just kind of kept going on with my life because I didn't want to give it any kind of attention. You know, I didn't think anything good about it. I didn't think anything bad about it. I just continue to live my life because I'm a person of clarity 
So my mom used to say all the time, you talk in riddles. She used to say that I talked in riddles, which I kind of did a little bit. <laughs> I, I was, I didn't really say things directly. I'm not a really direct person. I try to f- say things in a way that still gets my point across, but doesn't hurt or harm anyone's feelings. So I do kind of talk in riddles sometimes. And so um, I didn't give it any attention. I just kind of kept going on with whatever I was doing because I was like, I'm a person of clarity. If I don't understand it, I don't give it any attention. So I didn't say yes to it, no to it. I wasn't happy about it, sad about it. I didn't even try to really figure it out or understand it. I just kept going on with my life. I was like, well, I'm just going to keep on keeping on because I'm a person of clarity. And um, now that I've gotten, you know, this in my mid thirties and finally feeling free, like I've never felt free before in my life, in my 30 years, I grew up very like, not religious, but I grew up in church. So I've always had those restrictions of what a Christian is supposed to be. And then of course I grew up with a mom who was very, um, my mother wasn't very strict, but she was stern Um, but not strict really if that makes sense like when she said something she meant it but I wasn't a kid that had like a ton of rules and a ton of chores and a ton of do's and don'ts but when my mom said something she meant it and I knew she meant it so I never really um I, I just kind of felt like well I'm not gonna give it any any attention or energy if I don't understand it, because then I'm just gonna drive myself crazy trying to figure it out. And like I said, I'm a person of clarity. And if if someone if if I hear a message right, and I'm like, okay, when God speaks to me, He makes it plain. If I hear a message, and I feel like this message is coming from an energy that has wronged me in the past, never made it right, then I can't really get, give in to that energy because I'm like, this energy is uncertain. I'm unsure about this. You've wronged me before. I don't understand how to trust. Does that make sense? Have you ever been with someone and you wanted to make them an ally and you wanted to trust them and you wanted to believe like, oh yeah, when they do you know, X, Y, Z or make these decisions, these decisions are going to be the best for both of us. Have you ever been in that kind of situation before? Like maybe you're in a relationship, maybe with, you know, a significant other in the past, and you believe that every decision that this person is making is going to be a decision that will be best for both of you, that they're considering both of you. And then you find out that person's not being loyal to you. That person isn't being honest with you. That person, you know, maybe told someone else y'all's private, intimate details. It's kind of like that. That's how I felt with this energy. I'm like, I don't really know what your energy is, but I do know that anytime I try to trust you or I try to believe positive things, when I try to think positive ways, somehow this is twisted and, and used against me. So when I heard it, I didn't, I didn't give into it. I just kept, I kept living. I was like, I'm just gonna keep on going. And I'm saying all that to say that we are constantly unaware of if we're on attack. Because even I too am sometimes like, hmm, I don't really know, you know, if if this is 
a deliberate attack on me or if this is just kind of like me overthinking and being in my feelings. But I can promise you that anytime you begin to really focus on yourself and really love yourself and really just have clarity and peace within yourself, I can guarantee you that Satan is, is going to come and try to shake things up. It's it's kind of sad because you, you want to believe, like I said, you've transformed. The beauty of transitioning is transforming. So you want to believe after years and years and years of doubt. And I just said this to myself today. I was like, girl, you've lived your entire life doubting yourself, thinking I'm not pretty enough. You know, someone doesn't think I'm pretty enough. Someone doesn't believe I'm cool enough. Someone doesn't think I'm fun enough. Someone doesn't think I'm, you know, whatever, whatever, X, Y, Z. (laughs) And you spend all of these years second guessing yourself that all of the beauty and the good of your life begins to pass you by. And you're like, well, hmm, I've allowed my life to be consumed by these second guesses. My entire life has been consumed by distractions that I'm not really getting to enjoy it, right? I'm not really getting the opportunity to, to give all of me. And that is literally what Satan wants from us. A lot of us are following the ways of the world and not understanding that we're being manipulated. We're being manipulated into serving a master that is not of God, not sent by God, doesn't have godly intentions, but we're, we're kind of falling into these traps. And I'm only saying this because I know because I'm human too. I'm not exempt from being used by Satan. Um, So I recognize that anytime you begin to transition and transform, that is when you're going to encounter Satan like you've never encountered him before. And possibly the way that you've encountered him before because... Some old dogs use the same tricks. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's something I want you to be very aware of is that sometimes you're going to encounter very strategic plots against you because you are just an, um, you're just an amazing person that's in this transition and transformation stage. Now, self-love and self-confidence. So I'm writing a book currently about self-love. And the reason why I'm writing this book is because, like I said, for years, I second-guessed myself. I doubted myself. I just wasn't sure if I was good enough, if I was pretty enough, if I was smart enough, if I was sexy enough. And these things mean the world to me as an adult woman. I don't know how other people feel, but as an adult woman, I care about being sexy. I care about being alluring. I care about being beautiful. I care about being, you know, attractive. I think a lot of people, especially women who are supposed to be godly women, um, believe that those things are not important. But as someone who does serve the Lord, I 100% believe that we should feel alluring and beautiful and sexy. Um, Now, I know that that is just not something that certain women care about, but I do. I always have. I, I just... I care. (laughs) And so as a God-fearing woman, my sexy means the world to me. My allure means the world to me. My femininity means the world to me as a a godly woman. 
Now, is my journey perfect? No. (laughs) My godly walk is definitely not perfect. I'm not going to even pretend because it is not. But it is very genuine, very honest, very real. I 100% without a doubt love, 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 love my... um, my sexy my femininity and I I try to make sure that I keep that a part of my godly journey because it's biblical femininity is biblical now um with the self-love what I decided I wanted to do was like just kind of eliminate all of the negativity anything that comes into my life that tends to make me feel like I am less than because I know I'm not (laughs) so anything that comes into my life and it's kind of like you're less than you're not good enough and all of these things I really truly do try to believe that of course it's a plot from Satan but I really do try to believe that I can overcome that I always remember who I am authentically and that really does help me so I want you to use that same tool you know that's just a little bit of a nugget that I'm gonna give you today about it but when I finish my book please support (laughs) please buy (laughs) but that is one thing that I 100% believe has helped me it's just remembering who I am authentically like it's okay to have a bad moment it's okay to have your feelings hurt um for the past couple of days I haven't been feeling my best but that's only because I had to shed some of the things that I've encountered within the past year and and even prior to that of course I'm still healing from so I had to shed those things and really just like wrestling with if the people I love the most are conducive to, to my journey or a hindrance. And the reason why I say that is because I know the woman I want to be and I know the woman I am. I don't want to compromise her for any reason. And what I mean by that is I know that I am a beautiful person inside and out and my goal is to always show that I always want to show the best version of myself meaning I always want to have the best attitude I can have I want to always be as loving and as patient and as kind as I can be I always want to be as beautiful as I can be I always want to be as confident and sure as I can be and the older I become the more important it is to me when you're younger and you have your mood swings or you're sad or you're angry or you're confused it makes sense because you're you're a kid all girls and boys are confused when they're younger when you're in high school junior high even college your 20s it's normal to go through those growing pains of you know having an attitude or being you know sad or depressed or just unsure because you're still very young you're just you're trying to figure out who you are you're trying to figure out your life but when you become older you really start to take into deep consideration that those feelings that you're feeling have to become just feelings they can't become a lifestyle they can't become something that defines you they can't become characteristic traits they have to just be feelings like i felt angry at that moment i feel sad at this moment but i don't have to react in anger i don't have to react with sadness i can learn how to be mature and handle these situations in a mature manner but when you're younger you know you're just 
emotional. <laughs> so you're like, I'm mad or I'm sad, I'm angry. And you're just very, very emotional, which we're all emotional. But when you're younger, you don't really know how to tame it. You don't know how to control it. But the older we become, the more important it is for us to learn how to maturely manage our emotions. So it's very important to me. And so I have been conflicted with, well, are certain people going to be able to be with me as I'm trying to get to a certain level? And I'm actually getting sad and I'm kind of getting a little teary eyed thinking about it because when you love someone so much and when you have so much admiration for them you want them to be a part of your happy and you want to be a part of their happy you actually want to be a a, a contribute contributing factor to their happiness and their joy and their peace and you want them to be a contributing help to yours and the idea of not being able to have that with them, the idea of having a hot and cold relationship with them, the idea of, of having that uncertainty is really heartbreaking because you see what you want and you see the, the woman you want to be, you see the life you want to have, you see you and you want them to love you the way that you are. You want people to love you when you're your best self. You want people to celebrate and praise you for being your best self and the idea of them not being able to do that or not being willing to do that is very sad because you don't want to compromise yourself for them because why should you have to die to yourself for just a piece of them right so I I I do hurt when I think about it and so I was in conflict like Lord am I going to be able to be this woman this woman that I am, this woman that I want to be, this woman that I've been praying to be, I've been called to be, am I going to compromise her and give up on her just for a piece of people when in reality we should be able to enjoy our lives and be contributing, you know, parts of each other's joy and success and happiness and peace and love, um, so I, I, I too have moments where I'm like, okay, God, what, what am I going to do? You know, like I said, when you're younger, it's a lot easier because you're optimistic that when you get, you know, older and more mature, things will level out and they'll make sense. But then when you get to a certain age, you start wondering like, when is it going to level out? When is it going to make sense? Um, I tell myself all the time, like, oh, you know, I used to think 30 was old until I got into my 30s. And I'm like, wow, like, I'm still young. And I can imagine that when I'm in my 40s, I'm going to still feel young, right? I'm like, this is young. I never realized how young these ages were. You know, when you're much younger, when you're 21, 22, 32, 42 seems old. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God. So I recognize that I'm still very young. And so this time of my life is still very precious. This is still the growing and the loving and the, the, the exploration. Not saying that you ever get too old to do these things, but I, I'm recognizing that I want to have these people be a part of this journey with me because I recognize that once I do reach those ages of being able to say like, Oh, you know, like I'm older, you know, I've I've officially made it to this age of, you know, whatever. 
um, and this is the woman that I am, I want them to be right beside me, you know, and I want them to have be the people who are like, yeah, you know, we we all made it to this this piece of clarity, you know, this this moment of clarity and peace. So self-love sometimes causes you to question if people can be a part of the journey and of course you want them to be you know like you want people to be like it means the world to me to have people be a part of this level of my life like the confident level the happy level the stable level because when I was younger I wasn't as confident you know no matter how pretty people told me I was I didn't feel as confident because I didn't receive the the compliments and the love from, you know, certain people or I didn't feel it because I didn't have self-worth or I didn't recognize my true value. So it means the world to me to have people be at this level with me where I feel good, I look good and I'm exuding a greatness and they can actually see the whole pieces of me and not just the brokenness like to me it just means the world to have people be a part of the the healed whole version of myself like but then again like I said that's when we have to understand that we are going to be under you know demonic attack at times because when you heal and when you become whole and when you really are dedicated to this life of of leveling up and being happy and confident and self-love um the attack is going to come because a lot of energies and people are kind of used to your brokenness and we kind of become comfortable with it I remember having to fight you know with Satan you know in the narrative that I wasn't happy that I wasn't a happy person or a confident person or a joy-filled person or a funny person or a person with friends and I really started to believe what Satan was telling me and then I sat back and I started to think and I was like no (laughs) it's like no I am happy I am I am loved I do have friends I am at peace I am beautiful I do have a great personality I am loving I had to start thinking that the only reason Satan kept trying to give me that narrative is because that is the narrative that even I began to believe was mine because I just kept encountering all of the negativity I began to believe that that was my narrative So I I think that recognizing when we are under attack, rather than saying like, oh, I'm mad at that person, I'm mad at them. No, you're mad at Satan for using them in that moment or using you in that moment. You're not really mad at them. You're not even mad at yourself. You're mad that you were able to be manipulated in that way, to make you respond that way, to think that way, to feel that way. You're not upset with you. You're upset that at that moment you were weak enough to believe that you weren't pretty, to believe you weren't smart, to believe you weren't intelligent. You were so weak in the moment that you were easily persuaded. So just kind of being aware of that and constantly pushing forward and saying like, I am whatever I want to be. I am what I am. And whatever that is that you want it to be, that's where you are. If you want to be intelligent, you want to be strong, you want to be beautiful, you want to be alluring. And like I said, as a woman who loves the Lord, my allure, my sexy means the world to me. 
my beauty. I never want to lose those things. No matter how much older I get in life, I want to be that because it's just me. It's who I am naturally. Even when I have moments of not feeling my best, it never feels comfortable for me because it's not me. Um, It never feels safe to me because it's not who I am naturally. And I recognize that we have to kind of, like I say, be introspective and say like, hmm, this is happening right now. This is how I'm feeling. Why am I feeling this? Why is this happening? So that we can, you know, counteract it. But I believe that the storm will be over. And once you transition and you transform, you're going to go into a new level of transformation. You're not going to lose what you've built. I want you to tell yourself this. I'm not going to lose what I have built. I'm not going to lose what I have built. I have built this woman. I've made her intelligent. I've made her beautiful. I've made her patient. I've made her kind. I've made her loving. I've made her alluring. I've made her pleasant. You're going to constantly remind yourself, like, I've built this woman. So whatever your next goal is, you're going to take that woman or that man with you to the next level. You're going to make you're going to take that person with you. If you're a man that's saying, I want to be patient, I want to be more loving or um, affectionate. I want to be more financially secure and stable. I want to be more financially literate. I want to be more did I say affectionate I think so affectionate I want to be more um masculine and I want to be a protector and a provider once you acquire those things don't lose them when if your next goal is to become you know more athletic or healthy take all of those skills that you acquired prior to to help you reach the next goal you don't lose one to gain another no take all of those great things with you take all of those amazing qualities with you um and yeah i i think that that's probably the best advice that i could give you guys today so um as you were listening to this i hope that you felt empowered and i hope you feel loved and i hope you feel energized and ready to just conquer the day, conquer the week, conquer the month, conquer the season, conquer the year, because it is going to be blessed, it's going to be beautiful, it is going to be amazing. You are already the person that you want to be. You just got to show up as her. You're already her. You're already him. You just have to show up as him. Um, and... I told myself this today on my Snapchat. I sent it to my Snapchat friends. Also, learn to speak your mind. Learn to speak your mind. Of course, in a nice way, in a loving way, in a kind way. Um, It's not what you say, but how you say it. I am constantly just letting my feelings be my feelings. and I never say anything to the people that hurt them. It's very rare that I ever speak up and say how I feel, whether it be that I like something, I'm interested in something, or I don't like something, I'm not interested, or I I never speak up, guys, because I really try to make sure that I speak kind words and I speak love, and I just don't like to hurt people. 
So I'm always and constantly just trying to keep the peace, which means sometimes just bottling up my feelings. And just because your feelings may not be valid to someone else does not mean that they are not valid to you. Just because someone else says, well, I didn't mean it that way and I didn't try to say that or I didn't try to do that does not negate how you feel. You still feel that way. That is still how you interpreted it. But sometimes you'll never know unless you speak up and say, well, this is how I feel. I don't know if you meant it this way, but this is how it made me feel. And I don't know if I'm reading into it the wrong way. Because when I was younger, um, I had a lot of like resentment built up for maybe one or two people in particular but I never told them I just would be quiet around them or I'd have an attitude um and I just wouldn't say anything and I never addressed it and they probably thought like oh she's just being mean to me but I had my own personal grievances with them and my own feelings and I never spoke up and said well this is how you make me feel and this is how I feel when I'm with you and What happens is when we never speak up for who we are, we never say how we feel, um, people begin to just paint their own narrative of who we are. They begin to to either say, well, she's just really quiet with me or she's really mean to me or um, she's never pleasant with me or um, she doesn't have feelings, she doesn't have emotion. She's just very, you know, kind of ice cold or or isolated when it comes to emotions so if you don't define yourself or if you don't give them an accurate depiction of who you are they're going to create their own narrative so honestly my advice would be to speak your mind of course speak with love but don't bottle in your emotion all the time because eventually you will explode and you will you will say and do and feel things that may not be valid and that's okay for them not to be valid because how are you going to know if they're valid if you don't express them you have to express them to know if they're valid I can't say that you know you won't know if your card is going to work until you swipe it you know (laughs) you won't know so I think that it's important to of course speak with love but say how you feel be honest like this is how I feel this is how that made me feel or you know whatever like don't bottling your emotion don't hide it say how you feel of course be kind and and speak with love but say how you feel because you deserve that other people will say how they feel they would so why won't you Why, why aren't your feelings valid if you love yourself if you truly love yourself then you validate your feelings you validate the person you are you say this is who I am this is how I feel and you express that because you deserve to do so so um, I love you and I pray that you know that I pray that God continues to bless you and that the desires of your heart continue to flow I pray that you continue to pray continuously. Give all that you have to this life because it's yours and you deserve the best. I pray that no demonic enemies ever come against you in victory because they're gonna they're already defeated. And I pray that you're sexy and you're beautiful and you're confident and that you are your best self. I pray that 
you define yourself. I pray that whatever and whoever comes into your life in an attempt to define you, I pray that they are removed and that you become the person that you want to be. So if you want to be sexy, be sexy. If you want to be intelligent, be intelligent. If you want to be strong, be strong. If you want to be alluring, be alluring. You can be all of these things simultaneously, but don't let anyone tell you who you are. As your friend, if you were my big sister, if you were my younger sister, if you were my best friend, and I loved you with all of me, this is what I would tell you. Be who you want to be. Don't let people tell you who you are. Be the best version of yourself. So if you want to be all of those things that I just named, you can be all of them simultaneously. You get to choose. No one gets to make the decision for you. You get to decide. So um, that is all I have for you. And... I support you 100% in whatever you decide. I am your biggest fan. All right, guys. I love you so much. And y'all have, yeah, just a great life. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.